You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1053 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. Coming to you on a Tuesday evening into Wednesday, and because of the timing of free agency and how crazy things can get, I'm going to tell you that I'm recording this about midnight on Tuesday, heading into Wednesday. Keep that in mind for future reference. If something were to change, you will know why I am in the headspace that I'm in right now. Also, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, as always, but especially recently. June and July of this year were the two biggest months in the history of the podcast from a download traffic perspective, and I'm grateful for all the support in a big way. So thank you very much for coming on board. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Hopefully you will keep continue to join us and subscribe to the podcast. But thank you to all who have been listening. Also, I want to remind everybody there's a jam-packed archive on the podcast, including a monster two-part episode that I dropped with Tyler Jones, friend of the podcast, on Sunday and Monday. Uh, Tyler and I talked for a long time about free agency and the draft, and a lot of that is still very, very relevant at this point in time, especially the draft stuff with regard to Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. So download and subscribe to all of that stuff. And later on in the podcast today, we'll get into the latest on John Collins and all of that saga as it's unfolding now, as well as Nathan Knight heading elsewhere, Tony Snell heading elsewhere, and a few details on Trey Young's extension and Atlanta's roster situation at this point in time. But first, on what's going to be a shorter podcast tonight, a word from our sponsors, and the first of which is Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for absolutely everyone? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're always passionate about their favorites. But if you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're absolutely missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and available this week only, get the new Bilt Bar flavor, it's grasshopper cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this is Bilt Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all of that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. My favorite flavor always changes, but this is one of my favorites. It's fantastic. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors just yet, you can get a mixed box where you'll get to choose, where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories range from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. If you order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like, Built Bar is the place to do that, and it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, get 15% off on your next order with the promo code LOCKED15. That's 15% off your next order if you use the promo code LOCKED15. Check it all out at BuiltBar.com. All right, so it was pretty quiet for the most part, which is why today's podcast will be a little bit shorter on Tuesday, but there was still a little bit to get into, and the big domino, at least with regard to the reporting, came from Sam Amick of The Athletic, who brought a few interesting details on the John Collins front earlier today. First, he broadly described the situation as a, quote, waiting game, end quote, on John Collins, which definitely can be the case with guys who are restricted as free agents. Um, it can be a challenge. There's lots of nuance involved here. We don't know all the dynamics in play from the outside looking in, but I would certainly would not be surprised if it became a waiting game to some degree. Um, Amit confirmed various reports that the Hawks have a pretty big offer into Collins. In fact, he reported that it's five years and $125 million, which is about what I thought. Honestly, I've been kind of projecting a five-year deal in that range for a while now. So no surprise in terms of the reported offer. And also, Sam notes that 
um, the annual value of that contract, $25 million, will be the third highest of any free agent that's signed so far behind Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry. And the $125 million will actually be the most that anyone got um, to this point in time. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is still out there as the time of this recording, but still as sort of a reminder of, of how much money that actually is. You know, part of that you could say is maybe that's from the team side, just kind of pointing out that, you know, trying to make Collins look like he's uh, holding out for too much money, etc. So it's always good to keep in mind which side the league could be from. With that said, it is a lot of money. Five for 425 is a considerable investment in John Collins. Um, at the time of the reporting from Sam, there are only two teams with space, and that was the Spurs and the Thunder. And since then, the Spurs have actually taken themselves basically out of that race because they've acquired Thad Young and Alfred Camino in a deal, in a sign and trade deal for DeMar DeRozan. So um, they're down to only Oklahoma City as the only team in the league that has the outright cap space to sign John Collins to a max offer sheet right now. With that said, Amick reported when it was back at the time of the Spurs and the Thunder that neither team um, had any, any any indication at this point in time anyway of pursuing Collins. So that kind of limits the market. Also, Amick said, and I'm going to quote here directly, the Hawks, sources say, want to keep Collins and are not interested in sign-and-trade options at this time. End quote. So, it could be pretty complicated for John Collins at this point. Um, the early hours of free agency have not gone very well in terms of uh, having a huge, robust market for him. There's always possible to have a, uh, I would say, a mystery team in some respects. Collins and his reps were definitely trying to hope, you would imagine anyway, to have some suitors to play against the Hawks or even to sign a max offer sheet somewhere else. But it's possible that team just isn't out there at this point in time, which isn't like an indictment of Collins, but there's a lot of money that flew around that first day and a half, basically, of free agency. Um, and I will stress this. It is still possible that a sign-and-trade could happen. I know the reporting is that they, the Hawks didn't want that, but that's always a possibility. Those are always a little bit harder to glean as to you know interest and all that stuff. With that said, the Thunder right now, again, are the only team that can jump in with an offer sheet. If they're not willing to do that, this could be sort of a standoff in some ways. The Hawks, again, are offering a pretty decent contract for Sean Collins of 5 It is possible, though, that that deal could actually drop. Um, the dynamics here are such where I'm not reporting this, but I can certainly speculate. And also, it's happened before where a guy will turn down a contract, um, the market will cool on him, that, and that offer becomes lower. In fact, like Dennis Schur is a good example of that right now, where he's sort of toiling in the wind, uh, an old friend of the Hawks, of course, but he's kind of in search of a deal that's anywhere near what he turned down. But, you know... I, I'm not saying that Collins is going to suddenly uh, sort of settle for the mid-level exception, but it's going to be a lot of money, you would think, but it may not even be that much, much less a higher number than that at this point. It is conceivable if the Hawks wanted to play hardball, if there truly is not another suitor, they could wait this out. There are all kinds of instances of players taking free agency, if they're restricted, all the way into, you know, deep into the summer in fact, a recent example of this, at least a fairly recent example of this, is actually Clint Capella, who's currently on the Hawks roster, but he and the Rockets had sort of a stare down when he was in the same situation as Collins is, and he wasn't quite at the same level as Collins right now, but he took until July 27th, and that was with a July 1st free agency, so almost four weeks to sign his five-year deal with the Rockets, and it was because, really, he had nowhere else to go, and they kind of had this standoff and this staring contest until one side blink, and Capella got a lot of money still. It was like five, it was five years and uh, obviously a considerable amount of money, but um, this, these one-side negotiations are pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Tristan Thompson's an example of this. Eric Bledsoe's an example of this in the recent past where these deals can go on for a while. I think Collins is at a little bit of a higher level than, the, than those guys were at that point in time, and I think the Hawks don't want to make him too upset by squeezing him too, too much here, but it's complicated. In a lot of ways. My thought right now, as I'm recording, is that it's still likely that Collins returns 
but it could be done on Wednesday when you're listening to this. It could already be done, or it could take a while. Um, I still think that you know both sides seem to want um, similar things. You know, Collins, I'm sure, wants to get paid, and he's going to get paid a lot of money. Um, the Hawks cannot replace him. Functionally, as I've been saying a lot, if you're new listener on the podcast, basically the Hawks are operating over the cap, and if they were to lose Collins, they don't really have a way to replace him in any meaningful way without some other um, gymnastics with regard to trades, etc. So uh, the Hawks need him pretty badly, and also Collins uh, needs to have someone to give him a bunch, a bunch of money. So I think the ultimate resolution is going to be a four or five year deal with the Hawks probably for a lot of money. But until then, uh, we don't really know when, when that's going to happen. So I know there's been some impatience. I saw some Hawks fans kind of you know saying, like, why is this not already done? But I will just remind you that we're basically, as I'm recording this, about 30 hours into free agency. And often these things can kind of take a lot longer than that if they're restricted. Again, if guys are not, if guys are unrestricted, it often doesn't take quite as long. But these RFA situations can draw out. So uh, hold your breath, or don't hold your breath, I suppose, if you'd like to uh, get into this staring contest. But hopefully for the Hawks' sake, it'll be done pretty quickly, and he can come back on a reasonable deal for both sides, and everybody can be happy and uh, sing kubaya together. All right, before we get to the other stuff on the podcast today, a word from our sponsors, and the first of which is betonline.ag. Even with the season over now for the Atlanta Hawks, BetOnline is still your home for the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, for example, is still in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and information for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC, MMA, golf, tennis, auto racing, entertainment bets, and much, much more. Before the next pitch or dribble, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the latest great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their run to the playoffs. And even when they're in the playoffs, head to the website right now at betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yes, that's checking out betonline.ag for 50% and extra cash and a welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. The promo code is Locked On for 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and some more news and notes here at the end of the podcast. Again, a little bit shorter today because nothing earth-shattering happened in Hawksland, but we'll have much, much more, some guests, some summer league talk, etc. in the coming days. Uh, first thing, Nathan Knight is no longer a member of the Hawks organization, according to multiple reports. Mike Scotta reported that of Hoops Hype earlier today that, Wol- that the Wolves signed Nathan Knight to a two-way contract, and then Knight confirmed that seemingly by thanking the Hawks on Twitter, by quote-tweeting that tweet from Scotto. So, uh, that's going to be happening, it seems. Not too surprising, given what I talked about yesterday, and that Knight was not offered a qualifying offer. It was still possible that he could return, but he was not under any sort of uh, you know purview of the Hawks at that point in time, and he's seeking greener pastures. The Wolves have some opportunity, actually, at the power forward spot. I think Knight is, is one of those combo big types, basically. He can play a little bit of four, a little bit of the five. Definitely a defensively challenged player at this point in time, but offensively a lot to like in his game, particularly if he can find his jump shot again. He struggled down the stretch of the season with his jumper this year, but he has a little bit of that in his past and is obviously a really athletic guy, can really get up and dunk, plays hard, flies around on offense, got a good finisher near the rim, etc. So um, I would assume by all accounts that he will not be playing summer league with the Hawks anymore. 
after this. So that takes one of the four or five guys of great intrigue from the Summer League roster. But I know Hawks fans are upset to see this happen, and I totally get it. Knight was definitely a fan favorite after the highlights that he put up in a Hawks uniform. I think that he probably won't make them look too bad by blowing up here as like a starter or anything like that, but there's a role for Nathan Knight potentially in the NBA, so I wish him the best for sure. I was definitely a fan of that signing when they did it after the draft last year as an undrafted guy, and I hope he does very, very well in Minnesota. I know Hawks fans will be rooting for him along the way. Um, elsewhere, Tony Snell is also heading out of town into Portland on a one-year deal, reportedly. This is expected. Um, I've kind of long thought that either Snell or Hill could come back, but probably not both. And with Solomon Hill coming back, it's sort of marked the end, I thought, of the Tony Snell era in Atlanta. He could definitely help the Blazers, especially with his shooting. And again, didn't seem likely to stay in Atlanta. He shot the ball incredibly well last year, obviously over anybody's head. 57% from three last season. Even on modest volume, that's pretty ludicrous. And he helped the Hawks a lot at times, filling in for the injuries that they had. Uh, I think both Snell and Hill were crucial in keeping them afloat at times in the regular season. Um, And of course, there's that one bit of fun fact trivia with regard to Tony Snell. In addition to being a fan favorite in some respects, he last missed a free throw in an NBA game on March 12th, 2019. So it's been about two and a half years since Tony Snell missed a free throw in a game. That's an outrageous fun fact. It's the longest streak in the league by a lot. And uh, yeah, just something crazy there. But I definitely like Tony Snell. Our interactions, uh, although brief and on Zoom basically, were uh, solid. And I've, uh, I'll definitely be rooting for him as well. So I think he could definitely help the Blazers. And uh, you know, again, not a huge surprise here, but he's not moving on at this point from the Hawks. From there, we can get back into some Trey Young stuff from yesterday. If you listened to the show last night, I talked about the extension that happened last night and nothing huge to go go into now. With that said, some additional points of clarity, I will say, on that contract. If he does choose to opt out after the fourth year or exercise his early termination option, more specifically, he will be guaranteed uh, still a four-year deal um, before that. And uh, those numbers are in as well. It'd be four years and $133 million if he were to opt out and not make the All-NBA team this year. If he does make the All-NBA team, he would be guaranteed four years and about $160 million. So that's a lot of money. Um, and obviously, he'll be guaranteed even more than that if he chooses to opt into the fifth year. But if he were to opt out and hit the market, he can uh, you know, sort of bank that money and know, what, know what's coming before that. As I said, there's a lot, there's lots of freak out um, on Hawks Twitter about the fifth-year option, at least in some corners. I would not worry about this right now. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good problem. You know, Trey Young is good enough to demand whatever he wants, basically, in a contract. It's a pretty standard thing. It does not signal that he wants to leave as soon as possible. If anything, it's just kind of a reminder that he's a superstar, and getting that option for him uh, allows him to have that flexibility and earning power. Basically, I think you have to assume that he's going to opt out if he's still the dominant star-level force that he is right now, which I assume will probably be the case only four years from now. That does not mean he's leaving, though. It'd be better for the organization, obviously, to not give the fifth-year player option, but that's the price of doing business and keeping Young happy. So give him what he wants right now. He's your best player, your franchise cornerstone, and nothing wrong with that. Um, last thing, the roster situation. I talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, but just as a, as a refresher here with Snell and uh, Knight off the books and officially not going to be coming back. The Hawks have 12 guys under contract on guaranteed salaries. That includes Gorgie Jang. That includes Solomon Hill, Jalen Johnson, and DeLon Wright. Um, at point guard, you have Trey Young and DeLon Wright. At the two, you have Bogdanovich and Herter. You have Hunter and Reddish at the three. You have Gallinari, Jalen Johnson, and Solomon Hill at the four. You have Capella, Akongwu, and Jang at the five. If Collins were to return, he'd be number 13 of the ter- in terms of the guaranteed contracts. And then they also have... Sharif Cooper 
who they've not signed, and there's no standard contract for second year second round pick, but he'll be around in some capacity. And then Skylar Mays is a restricted free agent. I, I expect him to be around uh, in terms of Mays on either a two-way or a probably a minimum contract, something like that. So that's 12 guaranteed contracts, and if they brought back Collins plus Cooper plus Mays, that's 15 out of your 17 potential spots with 15 guys on the, on the full roster plus two two-ways. Now, they have the unsigned guys from last year. It's Lou Williams and Brendan Goodwin who are still unsigned that have not um, come back or left in free agency. And both two-way spots are open right now. I think that it could conceivably be both Mays and Cooper. I would probably guess, though, that it's only going to be one or zero of those two guys on actual two-ways. I would probably try to get, as I've said before on the, on the, on the show, I probably use I probably try to use the mid-level exception to try to get Sharif Cooper to sign a three or four-year deal with some low guarantees at the end of that at the end of that contract. Um, sort of exert your team control on him a little bit more, and then Mays maybe even so, sort of a similar thing. But I think one of those guys could be on a two-way. I'd be surprised if it was both, but it's definitely not impossible. And uh, you know they have another guy or two that they can bring into the organization, even if Collins returns. Um, what, what sort of depth on the wing? or depth up front, uh, potentially another guard if it's Lou Williams, something like that. So they have some options, probably nothing earth-shattering unless Collins leaves or that I pull off a trade that I don't see coming right now. But that's the latest on that front. And also, the moratorium is currently in place until Friday. So the Hawks cannot announce anything that includes the deals for Wright or Hill or Jang or anything else. So keep that in mind. I thought they might put through the DeLon Wright trade before the moratorium began, but now that it's begun, they're not going to do that until at least Friday. So keep that in mind as well. I will definitely tweet out if that is announced and uh, share that with you on the podcast as well. A good time to remind you to, to subscribe to the show for sure, but also follow me on Twitter at BT Roland for all of my live streaming thoughts. Hopefully that's not an overkill stuff for you. All the, as you listen to the podcast, I try to share all, both my opinions and some news and the latest reporting and the stats and all that stuff all in one place at BT Roland on Twitter. Thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Again, I really, really appreciate all of the support. Please subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, Odyssey, all those places that you can find the show, as well as even Facebook has a podcast option right, right now that we're still on. So uh, I promise you that if we're not on a podcast service, I'll get that rectified in the near future. If you let me know at BT Roland. All right, that'll be it for tonight. And if, if anything happens tomorrow, we'll have an emergency podcast, but uh, stay tuned. We'll have plenty more between now and when I leave for Las Vegas on Friday because Summer League is beginning this weekend. So with all that said, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.